Hey, One Chapel, it's so good to be with you this morning. All of our campuses joining with us, and even those of you that may be joining online for the very first time, it's so good to have you with us. You know, as you're sheltered at home with your family, the last thing you're probably thinking about is taking a family vacation. In fact, you're probably wanting to take a vacation from your family by this point. You know, I was reminiscing this week about my childhood, and you know, the Fortners took a vacation every single summer, and I mean, we went everywhere. Washington, D.C., the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone National Park, uh, drive up Pikes Peak. I can even remember going into Canada and walking on a glacier. One of my favorite things about those trips is every summer I could always get a souvenir, kind of a token to remember the trip by. And if I thought hard enough, I could probably remember what a lot of them are, a die-cast space shuttle from the Kennedy Space Center, a replica six-shooter cap gun from somewhere in New Mexico. Man, those are some great, great memories. But I'm going to have to be really honest with you. Some of those family vacations actually had some really bad memories. In fact, in true Griswold fashion, the Fortners believed very strongly in taking the long way around. We drove everywhere for hours. I can remember sitting in the car for miles and miles. My brother and I getting at each other's throats and probably causing much pain for my parents, asking them every few miles that universal and age-old question, are we there yet? Well, fortunately, there's one little invention that helped make those road trips go by a little bit better. It was the Sony Walkman. Yes, before iPhones, before Spotify, before Apple CarPlay, we had our tunes for the road on glorious, high-fidelity, Maxell 90-minute, reel-to-reel tape. Oh, yes. It was the, the tunes for the road trip, and man, they made those trips go by so much faster. You just hoped that the batteries of your Walkman wouldn't wear out before you got there. And, you know, I actually had a little trouble, but I found a few tapes from back in the day, and I'm kind of curious as to what 14-year-old Andrew was listening to. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's have a look here. Um, Sting, Nothing Like the Sun. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. Brahms Violin Concerto in D major. Boy, I was quite the party animal for sure. <laughs> and, oh, check this one out. Look at that. The mixtape. Oh, yes, the mixtape. You could cobble your own playlist together off the radio or maybe bootleg a couple of tunes from another tape so that you'd be traveling down the road in style, jamming to your tunes, making the journey go a little bit better. You know what? Everybody needs some songs for the road. Everybody needs some songs for the journey. Well, today we are starting a new series that's all about the trip. It's all about the journey, and it's all about the songs that are along the way. The title for this eight-week series is called From Here to There. 
the songs of ascents. Well, what are the songs of ascents, you might ask? Well, there in your Bible, right in the middle, in the book of Psalms, is actually a songbook. It's a, a playlist, so to speak, of music. And there's a section from Psalm 120 to 134 called the Sherry Hamala, the songs of ascents. You see, three times a year, the Hebrews for Passover, Pentecost, and Sukkot would travel to Jerusalem and travel to the temple in a trip, a journey, a pilgrimage to worship God. And along the way, they would take this portion of Scripture and they would sing these songs along the way. I guess you could say it was their version of the mixtape. Well, I tell you, you know, and we all know, we are all on quite a journey right now. I mean, it's kind of a, a mixed up COVID-19 crazy kind of journey where a month ago, we were on the smoothest highway that you could possibly imagine. But now it seems like we are off into the ditch on a bumpy road. And it's not great. It kind of feels a little bit like we're off course and it's rough. Maybe you feel a little bit like it says, in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. And maybe right now you feel visionless. Maybe you feel like you're, you're even perishing or maybe even stuck. Well, here's the thing that I want you to understand. This is a big idea, is that no matter how you feel, you are on a journey. We are all on a journey. And everyone ends up somewhere, but few people end up somewhere on purpose. Well, you know, at One Chapel, our vision is really all about the journey. It's about the trip. We're into helping people move, moving from where they're at to where God wants them to be. That's a journey. And maybe right now you feel like, gosh, I'm a little, I'm a little off course. Maybe it doesn't feel like a journey. Maybe it feels like you're just stuck. You're just in a place. And I want to encourage you today that no matter how you feel, God is with you. And we are all together. And we are going on this journey with him. And we've got some songs that we can sing along the way to help us out. So over the next eight weeks on Sunday morning and during the week, your campus pastors are going to be sharing with you one of these psalms to encourage and to help us and to discover new things is we're along the journey. I guess you could say it's your jams for the journey. It's your mixtape for the road trip. It's your playlist to help you end up somewhere on purpose. Now, if this was a movie, this is where everybody jumps in the car, they buckle in, the soundtrack plays, and the great road trip music starts up. I can just hear it now. Life is a highway. I'm going to ride it all night long. Okay, I'm not going to do that for sure. But we're going to go in the Bible, and we're going to look at some really great songs. So turn with me. This is the first song of a sense. It's in Psalm 120, starting right in verse 1. It says this, I'm in trouble. I cry to God, desperate for an answer. Deliver me from liars, God. They smile so sweetly, but lie through their teeth. Do you know what's next? 
Can you see what's coming, all you barefaced liars? Pointed arrows and burning coals will be your reward. I'm doomed to live in Meshish, cursed with the home in Kedar. My whole life lived camping among quarreling neighbors. I'm all for peace, but the minute I tell them so, they go to war. Now, wait a minute. I know what you're thinking. That doesn't sound like the feel-good song of the summer for sure. I mean, it starts with trouble, and it ends with war. This is, I don't know what music was playing, but it definitely would have been, wouldn't have been the Beach Boys. It definitely would have been, I got that sunshine in my pocket, Justin Timberlake kind of song for sure. No, this is a cry for desperation, for an answer. This, there's dissonance here. There's been lies that have been said about the person that's singing this song and lies from the world for sure. Those towns, Meshish and Kedar, those are towns that are, were far away from home. They were, man, I'm a stranger in a strange and godless land, and I want peace, but all they want is war. You see, the psalmist is singing a song about a road, about a journey that he does not want to be on. Have you ever been on a road that you didn't want to be on? A dark, winding, uncomfortable, scary road? Man, I remember years ago, late one night, I was coming back from a concert. And about two miles from my home, I ran out of gas in my car. And I got out, and the only way to get back to my house was to walk through a park with a forest in the middle and a winding trail with a bridge that went over a little brook. Now, it was a beautiful park, and I'd been there hundreds of times, but not at 1 o'clock in the morning when it was pitch black. I got out of my car, and I started walking along that road, and, man, my step was going pretty good, and I was fast. But then I started to slow down because I started to get scared. I started to look around and hear noises, coyotes, frogs. And my imagination can be a little big, and honestly, I felt like Ichabod Crane in the story of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. I thought any moment, minute, Something was going to come out and get me. And that walk that was kind of slow turned into a run, and I was running through those woods just as fast as I could to get home. It was a scary road, and I didn't want to be there. Well, maybe you, life feels like that right now. It's a rough season for all of us. But maybe this rough season was only multiplied because it was already rough before this started. And this just added to it. And you're just thinking, I can't catch a break. Well, I want to tell you, a few years ago, I went through a season in my life that was a bad road. It was dark. It was awful. It was a journey that I was on, and I did not want to be there. And all I wanted to do was for it to stop, and I wanted to get off. But I realized I couldn't because I had to walk this path. Well, fortunately, with the help of a really awesome church family, my family and friends, and of course, just staying really close to my Savior, Jesus. I was able to change my perspective a little bit and realize that it wasn't a matter of getting off the road. It was a matter of having a different perspective while on the road. I can't change this path that I'm on, but I can understand that Jesus is walking right with me. And I can look at it in a different way. And it's not so much about the bumps on the road as it is about the destination of where you're going. You see, that perspective changes everything. When you know where you're going and that place is good, 
then it makes the journey able to be a little less, a little more palatable. Here's an example. If somebody told you, hey, we're going to go on a trip to Florida to go visit your Aunt Beulah, you'd be like, oh, Florida's a long ways. That's going to be a long trip. I better take a lot of music for the road. It's going to be rough. But if somebody told you, we're going to go to Florida to go to Disney World, hey, that's going to be a fun trip. That's going to be a quick trip. I can't wait. Why is that? Because the destination makes all the difference in your perspective. Now, here's what I think. I think that everyone is on a journey, and everyone has the possibility of having a perspective on where they're at. And I think there's three main possibilities for a perspective that we have on our journey. I want to give those to you. The first one is the perspective of the tourist. The perspective of the tourist. You know, the tourist wears the flowered shirt, takes a lot of pictures, painfully out of place, oblivious to the culture, doesn't care about anybody else, but just having fun for them right now. You see, a tourist on vacation is only living for pleasure and experiences along the way. When I was in high school, our school orchestra took a trip to New York City. There's probably about 150 of us, kids, chaperones. The first time any of us had been to the big city, and we must have looked painfully out of place and painfully obvious as we were trying to negotiate the subways of New York City. And I think it's true because I know there were a lot of my friends that bought their first Rolex watch on that trip. You see, we were an easy mark. We were an easy target because we were painfully oblivious and painfully out of place. Are you living your life like that, like a tourist? Let me tell you something. If you are, there's a much better way. There's, a, there's another way that you could have the perspective on the journey, and that is the perspective of a citizen, a citizen. Now, a citizen is tied specifically to a place, to a land, to a nation. A citizen of the world is only living for what they can possess and make happen right here. Now, there are some great benefits to being a citizen for sure, rights and privileges, and that's a wonderful thing, but it does lead itself to put us in the position to feel a little more entitled. What's mine is mine and I will have it. It's all about my achievements and gaining more for me and my hard work. And it's all about me, me, me. Now, if I were to be really honest, probably one of the hardest things for us to get over about the shelter in place ordinance is this, is we are so used to going wherever we want to, whenever we want to, in whatever way we want to, it's all about us. And when that gets taken from us, man, it is hard. And I, I kind of hate it. It's kind of rough. Have you ever known someone that was so attached to a worldly cause that you, you, you kind of admired their passion, but it seemed like their perspective was maybe a little bit off? It's almost like they needed to go just a little bit deeper. Don't just love the earth and the things of the earth, but love the one who made the earth and everything in it. You see, that's a different perspective. That's not the 
perspective of the tourist or the citizen, but it's the perspective that we all need to have, the one that we should desire and the one that can change everything, and that is the perspective of the pilgrim, the pilgrim. Now, there's a great example of really the model pilgrim in the Bible, and it's Abraham, and I want to read to you about him. This is Hebrews 11, starting in verse 8. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, but by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And then going on down to verse 13, it says that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You see, Abraham understood that while he was on this earth, it was, it was a place where you, you dwell in a tent. And that's okay because there's a better place that has a foundation that is from God. And when you know that, it makes everything easier. You know, First Peter 2, 11 says this, friends, this world is not your home. So don't make yourself cozy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Live an exemplary life among the natives so that your actions will refute their prejudice. You see, a pilgrim of heaven is only living for the progress toward an eternal place called home. You see, a pilgrim has the perspective that life is only the journey. It's not the final destination. This is only the road trip. The road may be rough, but I can endure it because I know where I'm going and I know where my home is. You know, there's a great classic old story called Pilgrim's Progress. And I want to read you a little portion from it. It says this, This hill, though high, I covet to ascend. The difficulty will not me offend. For I perceive the way to life lies here. Come pluck up heart, let's neither faint nor fear. Better, though difficult, the right way to go, than wrong, though easy, where the end is woe. You see, The psalmist in Psalm 120 was really at the first point of his journey. And that first point, that first step was realizing that this world is really not all that. He's looking at it and saying, man, this place is broken. It's messed up. I don't like it. I don't like me in it. And I want something different. Well, boy, if there's anything that the current situation lets us know is that we don't live in a perfect world. It's broken. And maybe... For the first time, you're saying, I don't like this. I don't like the way it is. Well, you're primed for the first step to becoming not a tourist, not a citizen, but a pilgrim, one that is on the journey, passing through to a better place. The first step is something very simply that the Bible calls repentance. And that's no more than saying, man, I don't like this world. I don't like the way that I am. And I'm going to turn. And I'm going to go a different way, a godly way, a way 
that Jesus has made for us. Turn from this way, and I go this way. Acts 2, 38 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, there is an old song that I remember used to, uh, they used to sing, it was a hymn they sing at the church that I went to when I was very young. The name of the song is called, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. And it was really a song all about repentance, but it's also a song about pilgrimage, the start of a pilgrimage. And I didn't know until recently the, the history behind that song and the person that wrote it and what the, the circumstances that they wrote it in. And it's, it's kind of amazing. But in 1904, a Welsh evangelist traveled to India to share the gospel to a remote tribe that was known for being very, very violent. And he preached and he talked about Jesus and nobody wanted to have anything to do except for one man and his family said, yes, I want to start that pilgrimage. I want a new way in the world. I want to follow Jesus. Only one in the entire village. Well, the chief and the villagers didn't like that. And remember, they were known for being very violent, so they brought him and his family into the into the center of the town. And they told him, you have to deny your faith or else we will kill you. And the man very bravely looked at them and he said, and began to utter the words of the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Well, the chief was enraged. And right there in front of him and his wife, he killed his two children. And he said, will you deny the faith? You've lost both your children. You will lose your wife too. And this man bravely said, though no one joins me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. The chief now furious had his wife killed as well. I will give you one more opportunity to deny your faith and live. And the man spoke his final words, which are the words of this song that are so powerful. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. And in that moment, he was killed, and he went to his final destination, his home with his family and his Savior, Jesus, in heaven. Now, I don't know how that story grabs you, but what it says to me is there is something Something eternally that is far more important than anything that we face here. Any road that we're on, any bump, no matter how hard, if you understand and know who that is, then you can live your life as a pilgrim simply on this journey for this time with the better thing awaiting. Now, that story does have a pretty miraculous ending. You see, the chief saw this man's sacrifice and his dedication to realize that, wow, what's important to him is not tied to this earth. There's something, there's something better. And he thought, why should this man, his wife, his two children die for this ancient story about a man who lived far away years ago? There must be some remarkable power about this family and about this faith. 
and the chief and the whole village decided we will follow Jesus as well. They repented. They turned from this world and said, we will follow the example of what we've seen. And that song has been played probably thousands upon thousands of times over the story of someone who's on a journey that said, I don't want to be a tourist anymore. I don't want to be a citizen. I've had it with this world. I've had it with the way that I am and the things that I do. I don't understand them, but I'm going to turn to a better way. I'm going to turn to Jesus, the one who gives life and the one who saves life. Now, I want to ask you as we close today, where are you at in the journey? Are you living your life like a tourist just for your own pleasures? Are you living your life as a citizen so attached to this earth that everything that happens here concerns you so much because this is all you have? I want to tell you there's something much better. You can be a pilgrim, understanding that you're on a journey all the way through with a better destination that, that awaits. I'd like for you there in your home, if you wouldn't mind, to just bow your head and bow your hearts. And I'm just going to ask you, hey, I want to turn. I want to repent. I want to start this journey. If that's where you're at, guess what? It's simple. You can do it right now. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice for us, that you died on the cross so that we may have life and that our home may be in heaven for eternity. To have the new perspective, to have the new understanding that we're forgiven, all of the wrong that we've done can be washed away so that we can walk in this life pure and clean and with you knowing that things will get better. Lord, in the name of Christ, I repent of my ways, the ways of the world. I repent from being a tourist and a citizen. And I turn to you and I say, I want to walk a new way, a way with vision, a way going somewhere on purpose with you. Would you come in and change me forever? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Man, it's been so great hanging out with you today. And I just want to let you know that if you decided today to do that, if you decided to take a new journey, we would love to walk on this journey with you. There in the stream, you can actually fill out a connection card. Just take a few seconds, fill it out, let us know who you are. And there's a place where you can indicate what you decided today. Uh, whether it's the first time or it's the first time in a long time, it doesn't matter we want to walk on this journey with you. And we want to sing some songs together along the way on this journey. I also want to remind you that every day at noon on Facebook Live, we're going to be gathering together for, to continue our 40 days of prayer. Join us there in the, the One Chapel uh, family Facebook page. And also, we have hundred, over 100 groups that are meeting on Zoom, online, you can go to onechapel.com slash groups to jump into a group and begin talking and begin talking about your journey and, and sharing where you're at. And when you do that, it makes the road trip so much easier. Hey, God bless you guys. It's been so great being with you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.